When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a global original podcast. Too bad. Me? Mm. After what? Have you not eaten today? Um, no. I share Ted's breakfast with him. I don't do breakfast. Why not? Most important meal of the day. Bollocks. <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You can say bollocks as much as you want. It probably is. But the thing is, I've, I've never, never been a breakfast guy. Never. Oh. I just, I don't eat early in the morning. I can't do it. I would like you, if there's a couple of Cheerios left in the bowl, I might do those. Especially when they're, because they're, 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 do, they're doused, 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 doused. Because they're doused in milk. They're all sweet and nice. And I like the milk at the bottom when you, you flip up the bowl. And go, Are you a soggy cereal kind of guy? Weetabix. How do you eat your Weetabix? Well, you you crumble it up. That's what I do. You have to crumble it up. Do you, do you heat up the milk? No. Oh, you should heat up the milk. That's I nice. Like, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure it is nice, but that's more of an evening Weetabix. How OCD are you about the Weetabix, though? Because I've got to properly... They, there can't be any crunchy Oh, bits. no, I like a mixture. I like a, I like a few little clumps, yeah. and then the rest scattered around. I'm trying to teach Ted the wise way. So we have Weetabix in first, cornflakes on top, sprinkle of sugar... And then I'll eat with him. So we'll have a spoonful each, basically. Yeah. And then a bit like a goldfish bowl. You know, like whether you have two straws. Well, where you go to one of those really really expensive clubs in yeah. London. What's same, it called? Same sort of thing. I don't know, Mahiki or Mahiki. something like that. It's uh, and then and then we'll share. But then then this is this is the secret to a successful bowl of cereal. Yeah. You eat the first bit, and then you basically it's layered. So then once you've got that top layer off, another little sprinkle of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you eat that layer. <laughs> and then you finish that layer, and underneath that, you've got another bit of sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a tequila. <laughs> a bit of Sambuca after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to call it layered cereal. Sorry, the whole point of this conversation. Hi, by the way. This is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. I'm JK. That's Al. Um, you, you haven't, you've had no food, but you're about to, I imagine, hit up your first mince pie of the year. Which I found in the office. Yeah, it's the first. First, it's the first one of the year. How do this, I do this? This is um, this is one of the. Um, these are apparently these are one of the best mince pies this year, according to research mm. and reviews. Bomb. I think I think it's Morrison's. 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 Do they, no, they do. They do really good. Mm. Really, really good mince pies. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on Morrison's or mince pies? That mince pie. It's a very good mince pie, but Morrison's, they completely failed, didn't they, with that? They, they did that mist. So they took all the uh, fruit and veg out of out of bags, just left it in these things, but then had this faint spray mist going over it, and they had it for like two months, and then they, they thought, no. Nah. <laughs> I didn't know about this. <laughs> so now they don't do it anymore. 
So they put mist over their fruit and veg? Yeah, so, you, so as you like walk past, you just see this like nice, cool mist spraying you, keeping your fruit and veg. I think that sounds lovely. Especially on a hot lovely. day. What, why did it not work? It probably costs an oh, arm and a leg. <laughs> what, you mean the water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they had the, uh, the homeless people trying to come in for baths and to, you know. Well, you know, mix it up, mix mix it and match it. That never bit. happened, by mix the way. Mix it and match it. Sorry, that's my mate Nigel at the window who's putting his <laughs> finger through his um, zip in his uh, in his trousers. Oh, classic. And, uh, and then he's getting his finger and thumb and doing stuff to it to make it look like that. Classic. I know. What, what a like. lad. That's what it's like around here. <laughs> lads, 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 lads. What's coming up today? Uh, we've got quite a bit of stuff today, you know. Can you share whilst I just finish this mince pie? I, I can share whilst you finish. So um, in this episode, going to talk about teaching kids to face problems. So for instance, like, um, do you send them on the naughty step? Do you uh, discuss those problems? Do you have another way of dealing with stuff? So we're going to talk about that. Uh, kids are dicks will feature in this episode as well. And of course, coming up in a moment, the, uh, the confessional. The confession from today's dad who wants to... Um, share a story with us and then we've got to basically figure out whether or not we forgive or we actually say nah no we don't forgive you he's seeking forgiveness I'm back I'm back by the way I finished that now Yo, you polished that off nicely thanks for doing that didn't come up for air did you it was good should we do today's confession yeah let's do confession this week's confession then comes from have they revealed themselves Alex Welcome back into the confessional. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm. Oh, it's, it's slightly... Because that mince pie as well. <laughs> <laughs> I make that noise all night in my sleep. Like, all night long in my sleep. Bit, like that. Bit Morella Frostrop. Do you remember her? She yeah. used to... Morella Frostrop. Frostrop so I, think, I think that's how you pronounce it. She was, um, she was a presenter, but she had the most incredible voice. It always sounded like she'd just eaten something. It was, like, uh, it was quite husky and quite... Yeah, there she is. There she is. Look, just Google her. Well... Yeah. How old is she? Don't know now. Looks good for however old she is. <laughs> I think she must be 50, <laughs> over 50 now. She looks great. Wowzers. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the confession. Completely 56. distracted. 56. 56. Wowzers. I don't think those pictures were her 56, though. I think they were maybe at 36. Right. Anyway, we're digressing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, confessional from Alex. Mm. This chair is ludicrous. Keep, Keep still. Keep still, man. Dear JK and Al... I'm a work-from-home dad. Does that really exist? Do you get any work done when you're at home? You start doing some work, you never finish it. That's the problem. Yeah. And if, if it's not for you making yourself a cup of tea, or a kid pulling on your trouser leg, or a kid shitting their nappy... Or Judge Rinder. Or, oh, yeah. The judge, there was a good one on today. Was there? There was a really good one on today, <laughs> yeah. It was about a guy... It's just Sorry, Alex, just give me a second. It's about a guy who had written a score for a documentary. And this documentary went to, like, this really good film festival. And he wanted £4,000 for four scores. Yeah. And um, he hadn't paid him. Oh. Yeah. Well, how big was the documentary? Yeah, it did well. Really? Yeah, it won awards. Oh. And he said he didn't have the money to pay it. Yeah. Slap. So that's why you can't work from home. Look, I can tell you what happened on today's <laughs> Judge Rinder. Yeah. From what, what, what were you working on at the time? <laughs> Supposed to be doing tax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, Alex. Dear JKNL, I'm a work from home dad who managed to negotiate the holy grail of employment and move my job from the office to my home. That is nice, gives you loads of flexibility. It's a massive help, and I can provide childcare and work at the same time. It saves so much money, and I'm really grateful for my boss 
letting me work from home. He listens to this podcast. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Love that. It's like a shout out via a shout out. All right, Dave. You're a very, very, you're a top, you're a top bloke, top boss. Dave, I'd like you as a boss. Yeah. Each morning, I check in on a video call for a small meeting. One morning, my three-year-old son came in saying, poo in my pants, poo in my pants. What was I saying before? Classic. I didn't even know this was about to happen. Which was embarrassing in itself, as the conference call I was on included a couple of clients, but it got worse. My son must have overheard an outburst I'd had a week earlier where I said loudly in frustration, Dave, you dickhead. And, and like a faithful parrot, he started repeating, Dave, you dickhead, Dave, you dickhead, Dave, you dickhead, Dave, you dickhead. <laughs> I quickly ushered him out the room, made my excuses and left the call, but damage had been done. I haven't spoken to my boss face to face yet, but it's hugely embarrassing situation. I just blurted it out. Uh, I just blurted out a bad sentence in a fit of peak once. Never expected this to happen. Dave's a complete legend, so I'm sure we can sort this out, but please can I have your forgiveness? <laughs> the, the, well, the boss may not have known about this and probably wouldn't known about this, but now because now he, he listens to this podcast and you've told us your confession, you've screwed up and he knows. It's, it's classic. I love it. I think it's a great story. And it's what's funny is how selective kids can be about what they repeat. Mm. It's extraordinary when you say, you need to say thank you, you need to say thank you, you need to say thank you, you need to say thank you. You stub your toe, you say shit, and they go, shit. <laughs> Where was the thank you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been teaching you to say thank you, I say shit once, and now you've learnt it. Well, this this is on par with the legendary um, was it the was BBC it the, the it? BBC one? Yeah, where obviously that guy is on via Skype or whatever it is, yeah. and his kid comes through the door in the background, yeah. barges in with I think just coming in, yeah, oh, a bit like lads on tour, hey, yeah. lads, lads, <laughs> lads, kids, 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 yeah. kids, and then on all fours, um, his wife, yeah comes through the door and try, even though we can see it, that it's yeah. just all fours. I didn't understand that decision. I thought, just own it. Your kids are there, walk in, pick him up, what, leave. It would have been so much <laughs> easier. And literally, there's one part where she's like diving to try and grapple the kid, isn't she? You're just waiting for the Mission Impossible yeah. music to come on, aren't you? Because yeah. she is... She is <laughs> Someone's actually got a mate. Why all fours? I don't understand <laughs> it. Just walk in, pick him up and leave. You've got to, you surely have got to know by now that yeah. you know, a Skype camera has usually got a 180 degree angle. Yeah. You're going to be seen, You're all right, love? You're going to be seen. It was, I mean, it was an extraordinary decision of her to, to take the, the commando crawl <laughs> into the <laughs> well, you can hear how much Al and I love this. So, Dave, you, you know what the answer is going to be from us, surely. Yeah, absolutely forgiven. Totally forgiven. Um, I mean, come on, Dave, you dickhead. Yeah. You're totally forgiven. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think that's going to be a fun conversation. But also, just say it was your, say it was your kid. Say you heard it, you heard it, and you've got a different friend, Dave, or something like that. Did I want to know why Dave's a dickhead, though, do you? Yeah, what did he do? Because there's obviously something... He, he obviously is still good friends with Dave. That's true. Dave's a complete legend is what he said, so I'm sure we can sort this out, but I wonder what Dave did to be called yeah. a dickhead. Yeah. Have you... There was this there's a TV show that I quite like, and this reminds me of a scene out of it where the lady is talking to... Her husband is called Doug, okay? And she's talking to her boss, who's also called Doug. Oh, no. So when, she's, when she ends the call... She's like, bye, Doug. And then says, love you. <laughs> to, to her boss. Because it's just like a habit. Like yeah, when it's Doug. It's yeah. Doug. So yeah. Just say, I love you. And <laughs> it remind, reminds me of that. Like, I mean, I don't know what's worse, calling your boss a dickhead or telling your boss you love them. <laughs> oh, I'd go for love, I think. Really? Just in case. It's yeah. awkward. Um, in, the, in the sitcom, he was single as well, though. So he actually thought it was a bit of an advance. Ah. 
did they? No. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, don't forget, if you want to get involved with the confession and you're seeking forgiveness for something that's happened to you and your kids, or maybe you and your missus, or whatever it is, you, your partner, um, don't forget, go to thedadsnet.com and there's a little uh, little link there where you can just go and, and, and submit your confession. Dad podcast. There it is. And uh, we will see if we will forgive you or if we won't forgive you. Dave, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> later on. Later on. Later on. <laughs> later on. Later on. Your country and western later is, on, is probably kicking in now later after on. last week's episode. We're going to be talking about teaching kids to face problems. <laughs> uh, do you send naughty step? Do you discuss problems or do you shelter them from everything that life has to offer? We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. But first up, kids are dicks. Now, J.K., I think we need to discuss not necessarily kids being dicks in this in this section. I know where this is going, <laughs> but more it does involve a kid in a way. Well, <laughs> ish, yeah, sort yeah. of. <laughs> oh, no, I think you're making this worse. Oh, this is possibly <laughs> this is possibly the worst thing. Well, one of the worst things that can happen to one of your very good friends and his beautiful, lovely, gorgeous wife. Oh, groveling. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I do think she's hot, though. Yeah. Um, well, stand, standard. You know, that's, that's fine. Um, we're both punching. We know that. So let's just admit it. That's, yeah, that's, that's the true. way it works. So let, let me try and let me get my phone first because the phone is needed for this bit of conversation. Do you want me to provide a bit of context for yeah. those who haven't followed our journey? Yes, you start with that because this is very... And, and please, when you, when you hear this, you're going to hear how sad this is and how sad for me for being your mate and knowing what you've gone through. So here's the context, yeah. So the context is, um, as, as we've discussed previously on the podcast, so Jen and I, uh, my wife, we have had uh, seven miscarriages in total. The first on our wedding day, then we had little Teddy, and then we've had six consecutive miscarriages followed by following two years of infertility, not being able to get pregnant. Um, so it's been a real, a really hard journey for both of us. Um, and we're, st- we're still on that journey as well. So it's not, it's not over, but... It's hard. Thanks for that. I thought you might have just, you know, eased the pain for me slightly, but... Um, nope. No, no, not at all. So, uh, was it Saturday night? No. Uh, where was that when I got it? I think it was Friday. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday night, and then Friday morning I got a text. It was Thursday night. So, um, I've finished work, I've done the radio show, I'm back home, I'm sat on the sofa, I think I've got a beer in my hand, and we're just settling down to watch a confession which is um, an ITV drama at the moment, with the bloke from The Office, which is very good. Dave, David Bryant? Dave, no, David, David Brent. That's David Ricky Brent. Gervais. No, it's um, oh. Martin Freeman. Oh. Uh, so, um, I get a, a message from uh, Al, and uh, it says, You're right, mate? Oh, look what's happening in March. And then he says, An upside-down pug. Then I scroll down to the picture, and that is the picture. Just explain what that picture is. It's a scan photo it's of a little baby. A scan photo which looks like an upside-down pug. So um, so I'm like, this is amazing. So I showed Charlie, my wife, who was sat next to me, uh, also watching a confession. We'd paused it at this point. Um, and she went, I went, look, look what Al's just sent me. And she was like, oh my God, that is amazing. I mean, 
all the problems they've gone through and and this has happened. This is incredible. Okay, so being a bloke, all I heard was, oh, that's amazing. And then I was just hovering around the pause button to press a confession. <laughs> so we could Waiting wait, to keep going. Waiting to keep going, yeah. At the time, I was probably thinking, I'm going to unpause a confession. I've got a bit of beer left in my can and I probably need a wee. So should I try and get through the next 15 minutes of this ITV show because it's got adverts in or should I just go for it? Yeah. So that's probably what I was thinking at the time. I'm like that because when, we, when we're on sat on the sofa, Jen's like, pause it and I'm like... We're live! You're joking me! <laughs> Literally. So pause it and my heart sinks. Like, what does she want now? Or like, what, oh, yeah. what's she going to say? Or what's she going to ask me to do? Or can't we just watch something in in like longer than three minute bursts? <laughs> you've, just, you've just sent a little shiver down my spine though. That one there with its pauses. Can we talk? Yeah. That one get what, what, Especially what, what, when they've been on their phone. Yeah. And then they're like, Al? Oh, shit. <laughs> what's she seen? What's she read? What's she heard? <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> My other one is when they, uh, when you get in, get in through the door from whatever you've done, if you've been at work or I don't know, football practice, whatever it is, and you get through the door, and um, the, the kids are still up, and they go, what, "When, when we've got the kids to bed, can I have a word?" Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> do, do you then? Can I say no? <laughs> do you then deliberately delay the bedtime? Yeah. <laughs> How many stories would you like today, Noah? Ten? 24 Great. stories, absolutely. Oh, you want the one which has got 126 pages? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you want me to stay in your bed yeah. and fall asleep yeah. with you? Yeah. Oh. Um, have you got a drink? Yes, Daddy, I've got a full <laughs> bottle. Grabs bottle, enters yeah. water down the toilet. I'll go and get you some more. <laughs> Are you nearly done, Jay? No, 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 I'm halfway no, through. Still, no, no. He's still not settling. Yeah, yeah. His TV's gone wrong. You walk up, he's fast asleep like, Noah, wake up. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Dig him in the ribs. Please, for the love of God, wake help up, me. Wake up. I'll give you sweets. Look, I've gone downstairs to the snack cupboard. And the Eat blue these. ones. I'll give you the blue ones. <laughs> Please, are you feeling a bit sick? Be sick. <laughs> oh, mate. So, I got um, I got a call from my wife on the Friday who was coming into town to meet me because we were going to have a bit of a date day. And she was like, why, why has Jen, Al's missus, sent me a really weird message now what was that message i can't quite remember what that message so, was i was in, i was sat in the office and jen jen sent me a message forwarding it on from charlie yeah so charlie was obviously saying oh congratulations i'm so excited for you after years of trying for a baby and all of your um disappointment it's really exciting whatever it was i mean yeah. i'm paraphrasing a little bit there but it was basically like a congratulatory message yeah about about being pregnant so i can't remember what Jen sent back to Charlie, but obviously alarm bells rang, and she was like, "Jay, well, I've just got this message from from Jen, and I'm not quite sure what the hell's going on here. Um, can can you just clarify that what you showed me last night?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was a scam picture from Al." She was like, "Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, well, hang on though, which Al? Oh, it's, it's my other mate Al, Al Booth, not not Al Ferguson." She went up the wall. I mean. It, it's it's so my fault for not listening. And this is where now, as a bloke, trust me, every now and again, listen, because <laughs> I didn't. So then I called you yeah. going, dude, I am so sorry. I have totally screwed up here. And I tried to explain what was what. But looking back, because she said, because Charlie followed it with, oh my God, that's amazing. And like, because her reaction was, I thought, hang on a minute, because my other owl mate, 
Like he, he's 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 got a two year old maybe. Yeah, so you would have been like, I mean, it's good, but it's not <laughs> that good, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's hold it in perspective. We don't even really see him. <laughs> but I only heard the amazing bit, and then I, like I said, my my thumb my thumb was hovering yeah. over the pause button. Man, what an epic screw up! Yeah. So I mean, it was. I mean, Jen obviously it was upsetting because like, yeah, but but an honest mistake. But so, you've had it happen to you before. We have, yeah. So this isn't actually the first time because my. My brother married uh, someone called Jen. So his wife is called Jen, and my wife is called Jen. So my wife and his Jen uh, fell pregnant. My brother told my mum, and my mum then sent Jen a text message saying, congratulations, so happy for you, rah, rah, rah. But she sent it to my Jen. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so my, so my Jen, we, Jen, we have now had two text messages congratulating us for oh. pregnancies that we so long for but haven't been able to have. Can I just say though, from both mistakes, can you just just take into account? The amount of love there was, thinking, oh yeah, that yeah. you'd had a child. Because yeah. out of anyone that deserves it, yeah, I mean seriously, yeah. And you know, it, it, like, there's no like, it's like it's it's one of those unfortunate things. Oh. It's not, you know, it's not nasty. It's not premeditated. It's, it's just an honest mistake. Stop. And unfortunately, yeah, it's 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 hard, but it's an honest mistake. And please, we know that no, you know, we know that it was it was certainly yeah. There's no intent or anything like that. Please know. listen. To the other half. Trust me. Sometimes it is. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I can't, it's like we don't listen to our wives ninety nine percent of the time <laughs> because ninety nine percent of the time they talk utter garbage. <laughs> but that one percent, like, uh, yeah, like the important percent, <laughs> the one thing you need when you need to think. I need to tune in here. Oh, but then how do you know? Like, how do you know what that one percent is? I can't <laughs> listen to Jen all the time. <laughs> Just in case there's something useful. <laughs> uh, so th- this week's episode of Kids of Dicks, l- literally, hey, I was a kid once, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Us dads can also be dicks. Uh, I imagine there must be stories like that, though, where there's yeah. like, confusion constantly. Yeah, I bet. <sighs> Down to not listening to your to your partner. I mean, I'm trying to think if I see if I've got the, the text that... Um, Sorry, the WhatsApp that Charlie sent me after she'd realised she must have been mortified. Like I feel, I you know, obviously I'm feel for Jen, but I do feel sorry for Charlie because you would never want to never. be in that situation. Oh dear, yeah. We're going so back a go. bit. So this was it. She put. She called me Jason for a start. So my Whoa. wife never calls <laughs> me. She never, never full first names me. Ouch. Never. Um, Jason, am I not supposed to know Alan Jen's news? She sent me a message like she doesn't know what I'm talking about and now I'm having a panic attack. I put, Jeez. I just put, I have no idea. <laughs> and then I thought, <laughs> and then, still, I'm still doing it. Then she put, are Alan and Jen having a baby or have I got that wrong? That's when my heart sank. I, I, I had to take my coat off. I was outside. Are you sweating? I had to take my coat oh, off. Oh no. Because my back sweat just went through the roof. Oh mate. Hence then that's why um, I had to call at that point so. yeah how yeah. was the rest of your date day she actually calmed down yeah Did I bought her a birthday you? coat so when's the birthday November <laughs> oh okay <laughs> trust me just just it's fine <laughs> <laughs> was it a birthday coat or was it a sorry coat Jake? no it was definitely it was definitely a birthday coat because otherwise I'd have to buy another present well I think that that may still I've have to happen think, well I'm taking her away for a birthday so oh. Yeah, so there you go. So the the moral of the story is... Listen. Sometimes try and listen. Sometimes. 
<laughs> I'm definitely going to listen a bit more. Yeah, it's 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 good. No, we're we're we're, we're all good. We're all good. We're oh. all good. Um, what about what about the kids? How have they been this week? Well, mate, compared to me, they've been bloody angels. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, if you're a dad and you're a dick and you've got kids and they're dicks, <laughs> by all a, means... If you're a dad and you're a dick, <laughs> like me, this is the show for you. This is the one, yeah, yeah. Uh, dadsnet.com uh, slash... Is it the podcast? Slash podcast? No. What is it then? Just dadsnet.com. Yeah, and but then, then what about if you want oh, to get involved with... There's a tab, dad podcast. We should say, oh, yeah, probably slash dad hyphen podcast. Just look for the podcast bit. <laughs> Press on that and then uh, tell us your story about your kids being dicks or if you've in fact been a dick and um, made yourself look like one like I did today. Thanks, cheers. Next up, we're going to talk about teaching your kids to face problems. Do you send them to the naughty step or do you discuss and analyse the problems with them? So how do you teach your kids... To face problems. So, for instance, let's give you a scenario. Um, you're sat watching Emma Dale. <laughs> Why I chose Emma Dale? I mean, you're not. I mean, I haven't watched <laughs> Emma Dale since like 1987 or whatever it was. Does it even still run? Uh, my mom. I think actually at the time, no, I don't know. Anyway, so you, you, you're currently you sat on the sofa, yeah, and you can see. I don't know. You got you know. You can see your kids playing on the uh, on the carpet in front of you. One's got a dinosaur, but the other kid wants that dinosaur. So they get said dinosaur, but the other one wants it back. In the end, one of the kids just twats your other kid over the head with the dinosaur. Now, that's not nice, is it? How do we deal with that problem? Are you asking me how yeah. I would deal with that? You go first. I want to see how bad yours is, then I'll do mine. <laughs> well, I would, I would probably send the um, offender off, or like... You go and stand there, or we don't have a naughty step, but if you have a naughty step, you go on the naughty step. And then I would deal with the victim, mm. uh, and like, you know, if they're crying, or if they're hurt, or if they're upset, then I would then comfort them and deal with them. And then I'd go back, and I'd bring them together in perfect harmony, and they would discuss it. They would say, oh, I wanted the dinosaur, but you had the dinosaur. And there was a conflict there. And okay, so next time, how could we approach this problem? Wow. Could we share? Could we have a timer where you have five minutes with it and then you have five minutes with it? Could we do that? And by then, they'd be so bored, they'd just say, do you know what? I'm sorry, Dad, and walk off. Yeah, yeah they're so bored, they've forgotten what's gone on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Kids are like, they got, they're like goldfish, they've got no memories. <laughs> it's Yeah, no, I mean, we, we, are, we probably... On, with situations like that, we do try to work through it more than just dis straight off discipline and off you go, sit on the noise step. We'd probably like talk about it a little bit more. Okay. So so the noise step, it's a relatively new thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of came about what? Joe Frost from Super Nanny. She was the one that introduced yeah. it. Which what were we saying now? What about five, ten years ago, something like no, that? maybe more, maybe ten, fifteen. Okay, right. So, she, but still relatively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember she used to say She could never say unacceptable. Oh no, I don't so remember she, that. She'd say unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Is that what she said? Unacceptable behaviour. Go and sit on the naughty step. And can you remember that Joe Frost never had children? No, that's another thing. Now, is that why she's so good? Because. She hasn't got a, she hasn't got that sort of attachment. Yeah, but the problem is, is that I don't think that's necessarily about not having kids. It's about someone else coming into the situation. Mm. So, for example, if I come into your situation and Noah and Luna are at each other, or someone's one of them has done something wrong, I will discipline 
objectively, yeah. whereas you would do it subjectively because you're so you are so attached. And that's why for teaching, when when you drop your kids off to school, like sometimes I will say to the teacher, or in the past I've said to a parent when I was teaching, I would say, I'll deal with this because I know I'm going to deal with it very differently to how you do. It's like when Ted goes in in the morning. Mm. Like, the easiest way is if he's upset to just let the teacher deal with it. Yeah. Because I know that I'm going to want to cuddle him and I'm going to want to comfort him and I'm going to want to take him back home with me and not agitate him. That's how I, that's my natural instinct. Whereas if I just say, can you deal with this? And then leave, I know the teacher is still going, is going to deal with that objectively. And yes, yeah, she'll be nice. Yes, of course she'll comfort him. Yes, of course she'll look after him. Okay. How available you are? How available are you then on a daily basis? Because <laughs> I probably, I'll probably need you about, I'd say, fifteen to twenty-five times. You could call me Super Manny. You know, I could have you. I could have you over. I don't know. I could have you over Skype or FaceTime. I suppose maybe. Look, man, but if you're gonna, if you're happy to pay, I'll be there. Okay, I'm not happy to pay. Okay. Uh, we've got a situation at the moment where Noah is. Noah doesn't like being told off. He's one of those. He he can't stand the thought of mm. us being slightly mad at him. Hates it. You know, and he he now his favorite thing now is I'm like Noah. I've told you, right, that's it. We, we, we haven't got a naughty step. We've got um, a baby gate, so we say go behind the gate. So, yes, I'm basically treating my children like cattle. So, uh, right, go behind the gate. So I have to <laughs> as long as you're not milking them, you're fine. <laughs> no. I'm like, God, what? <laughs> Sorry, I just felt, just felt like a weirdo. That in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like Noah behind the gate, and he's, he's walking over to the gate, and he's going, oh, Daddy, you're making me very, very sad. Oh. I'm like, oh, God. Just go behind the gate. I'll give you all of a minute, then you can come back. I mean, what's what's the problem? Yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. So he'll he'll do that. But now the issue is Luna. So Luna's two, and she's obviously now she now knows her actions. She knows what she's doing. You know, I can see that evil look in her eye yeah. when she does it. So now I'm, I'll go right, Luna. That's it. And then she'll stop me mid conversation and go, Daddy, I go gate. And then she's <laughs> she walks to the gate herself. Yeah, walks to the gate. She gets hold of the gate and goes. So she's at the gate like a little prisoner going wanting to go behind the gate. She goes behind the gate. That's the, uh, the, 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 that leads up to the stairs. She sits on the bottom step and she just happily stays there. But I figured out why. Because you can still see the TV from the step. <laughs> <laughs> so she can still see everything. Yeah. So she's happy to be behind the gate. I might sit on the sofa or the naughty yeah. step. As long as I can see the TV. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Look, can you, ma'am, can you turn it up a bit, please? That's classic. So yeah, she's. Uh, that's what I'm dealing with at the moment. I I think that more than um, uh, like when your kids are at each other, protecting your kid from problems that they face. Not necessarily bad problems, but just like I'm trying to think here. Like let's say. I don't know if this is an ad- advocacy for a bad health and safety situation or not, but I'm going to go for it. Let's say. Ted wants a drink. Mm. I could go and get him a drink. It would take me 20 seconds. Mm. Or I could say to Ted, go and get yourself a drink. And he could work out how to get himself a drink. Which, let's face it, life, when you get to an adult, does not go and get your drinks for you. No. It's life just pisses all over you, basically. All right, there's a harsh lesson to be learned there, kids. Yeah. And that, but that is, like, gradually, as they get through, like the other day, we're having this conversation about the thing about... Um, I can't remember what it was now, but he was he was saying, "Oh, I'm really good at." I think he drew a seal. He's doing a his topic at school. He drew a seal, and we were like, "That's a really good seal. You're really good at drawing, Ted. Well done. You know, really encouraging." And he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm just the best at everything." At which point, Jen, yes, darling, you are. You're the best at uh, everything. At which point, me, no, you're not. 
you're good at some things. Yeah. You're not the best at everything. And have you got the proof? Yeah. Are you good at drawing yeah. a Mona Lisa? Yeah. Right. Let's have a look. No, you should. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Okay. This is. This is a great one. Okay. Sports day. Ted's really fast. Yeah. Like he's. He is genuinely a powerhouse. Yeah. And but he's the youngest in his year. Mm. So he's August the first. Yeah. And he was at sports day, and there was another lad and. The other lad was like the start of the year. It's almost a full year, like a good nine, mm. ten months older than Ted. And probably he's got a foot on him, maybe half a foot of height. And they, they, the, the, the teacher says, right, ready, steady, go. They start running. This, this, this older boy is out in front. Teddy is gaining on him, okay, but not quite in time to pip him to the post. Another 10 metres, Ted definitely would have had him. Mm. Okay, but there's not another 10 metres, is Bad there? Bad start, but well, we can work on that. Yeah, exactly. But he beat everyone else in the year except this one one guy who's mm. 10 months older, half a foot maybe more taller, um, and Ted had a bad start. <laughs> but, like, come away, and Ted, he was a bit upset because he didn't win. Ever since then, it's just been, he just says, I won sports day. Right. And, like, and like Jen kind of, <laughs> Jen's like... So he's yeah. lying. Yeah, he did. Yeah, basically, yeah. Whereas there's, whereas there's a, like, whereas there's, I'm like, Mm, you didn't win. You nearly won. You were really good. You were second. And a little bit longer, and you might have won. But on that race, you came second. And like, it's about do we protect our kids from feeling sad because he came second and not first, or do we give them a reality check and say, no, you came second? The latter, hundred percent. I think it's. I think it is a dad hundred percent. But it is. Oh, this thing now where there's no there's no first, second, or third. Yeah. They were the big numbers. Anything yeah. after third, you were really shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Second place is the first yeah. loser. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, no. Because what what else have they got to fight for? What else have they got to, yeah. to, to, to to better themselves with? Yeah. There's like a a lot of schools are removing competitiveness from sports and sports day and races and things. They're removing that. It's it, they, instead of having first, second, third, they just have points for the whole team and it's not they don't they're, they're removing that competitive nature but I used to love the thought at school sports day primary school yeah. whenever it was about winning like the yeah. egg and spoon race yeah or winning the 100 metres I mean the champ I was good the sack race I was good egg at egg and spoon champ what was what's the one it was the obstacle course one isn't it where you do we do everything so you do the egg and spoon yeah then you go under the net yeah then you do the sack race and then you go under the net again yeah and there was something else Something else that we did was it like putting on um, wedding boots? Oh no, boots it was it was the um, no, it was doing the beanies, the beanie, the you put it on your head, head. Yeah, yeah, and then you race. See, I used to love the thought yeah. of for me winning that was a massive yeah. goal, but also losing that is a valuable feeling and yeah. thing to for, for kids to learn to deal with. Like, of course, like if it was like really harsh, like you'd what you'd structure it, you'd scaffold them, but kids do need to learn. That they're not the best at everything. Yep. That the world doesn't revolve around them, and that sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Deal with it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what I say to him when we're playing um, Nerf guns nowadays. Problem is though, he he actually can't load his Nerf gun because he's not strong enough. But I can, so I can absolutely yeah. kill him. <laughs> is that so he's trying to load it, and you're just going pow 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 pow. And I've only given the two shot one. I've got the fifteen shot. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but you'll learn a valid lesson yeah. from that, yeah? You know, there'll, there'll come a time where he's old where, enough and strong enough to kick your ass. I've told you we've had this conversation before. Yeah. What, what was that conversation we had? We did that subject. When you where, threatened your mum with a cricket bat. <laughs> when was the day you knew you were stronger than your parents? It's a cricket stump, to be honest. <laughs> cricket stump. I was playing cricket at the time, yeah, and she came running through because I'd eaten the kids. I'd eaten my brothers and sisters' chocolates. Yeah. And I was playing cricket with my brother and my sister. And I just heard this, <laughs> Jason! I thought, oh no, and I saw her coming through the hall. So you picked with it was a long hall, and she had a slipper <laughs> in her hand. I was like, oh my God, I'm so yeah. dead. I'll take your slipper and raise it a cricket stump. <laughs> I was batting at the time. I threw the bat down, though. Yeah, that's And then weird. picked up a cricket yeah. stump. I'm, I'm, I'm going to threaten you, but not with a bat, you know. <laughs> That'd I'll, be ridiculous. I'll go one step down from a bat. <laughs> and then my dad got home and went, Jason, come with me. I was like, oh my God. And he sat me down. It was the, co- he was, he was the coolest bloke ever. He, he went, he went, he went Seriously, you can't threaten your mum with a cricket stump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad, sorry. Right, go and feed the cow. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, it's interesting about the, how parenting styles does come into play, though. Like when you've got tiger parenting, helicopter parenting, snowplow parenting. Apparently there's kangaroo parenting and free range. I don't really know that. Okay, so I know helicopter, which is where you're constantly hovering around your child Mm. and doing everything for them and making sure they're okay. I get that. And then your snowplow parent, which is like you just plow through and do everything for them, right? What are the other ones? What's the kangaroo one? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it. Google it, yeah. Let me have a look. Free range. So I know free range is um, basically when you let your kids do anything. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look. Your, your child's pooed on the floor. There is, there is some... <laughs> millennials turn to kangaroo parenting. Move over, tiger parents. Millennials turn to kangaroo parenting. Uh, it's a concept loosely adapted from kangaroo care of preterm infants, which is the skin-to-skin stuff, uh, of which two of the main features are skin-to-skin contact and exclusive breastfeeding. In contrast to the coldness of incubators, this method promotes the bonding of mother and child, allowing them to heal together. So it's basically keeping that bond for as long as possible, right? Ah, right. So where you're oh, skin-to-skin contact, sharing, co-sleeping. basically. That's yeah, what it is. nursing them. Like, there's like, there are some stories on there of like 10-year-olds who are still having breasts, being breastfed. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Your face. <laughs> right. So where would you stand on uh, breastfeeding a 10-year-old, Jay? Well, I can't do it. <laughs> what would you do if Charlie said, I'm going to carry on breastfeeding Isn't it? That, isn't it said that you... Sh- obviously, there isn't a set date or time or year when you breast... You know, I've done it for two years and 36 seconds and now I stop. Now it's time to stop. But isn't it like... You, you hear about five-year-olds and six-year-olds still breastfeeding. Yeah. And you hear about other people that like being breastfeeding, but that's just <laughs> something else that's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but it goes way up. There's definitely like almost pre-teens. Mainly in weird subcultures in America. I don't think... Louis Theroux's probably done some kind of documentary. Oh, without it. doubt. Yeah. In fact, just check out what he says. It's probably yeah. more beneficial than what we're going to say. And he's say. great. And he's good. He's great. He's great. As an aside, Chris, he'd be good to get on the podcast. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So this leads us nicely on to our recommendations this week. So um, the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast this week recommends. See what I did there? Hey, yeah, yeah, you did a little like jingle. That. I'll do a jingle. Do it again. I'll do a jingle. Don't Tell Your Mum recommends. Uh, kid confidence help your child make friends, build resilience, and develop real self esteem by Eileen Kennedy. Eileen Kennedy Moore and uh, Michelle Borba. 
So uh, this has helped your child <laughs> to help your child cultivate. <laughs> Where you just said her name? What? Borba. Borba. It's a bit Rona Atkinson in Blackadder. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob. Uh, so yeah, help your child cultivate real lasting confidence in kid confidence. A licensed clinical psychologist and parenting expert offers practical, evidence-based parenting strategies to help kids foster satisfying relationships, develop competence, and make choices that fit who they are and want to become. Does that really work? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like loads of really useful stuff in there, but surely. Like, like that sounds like. I mean, I'd love Ted to be a little bit more confident, especially with his peers and especially with his friends. I, I see him being a little bit pushed about, mm. not not deliberately, but like if someone said, "Shall we play this game?" and he didn't want to play it, he'd still just say yes. Yeah. Like, and sometimes he needs. I think you know, I would like him to be a bit more like, um, not totally, because I don't want him to be a dick, an arrogant jock who's like the quarterback on the football team, or mm. whatever. But I would like him to go. Oh, I don't. I can come. I'd rather play a different game than, or, or no, thank you. I'm going to go and play with someone else, or, and be a bit more strong. So maybe I could read that. But like, it it sounds too good to be true when they say that. You know where it stems from, don't you? Why he came second in sports day. <laughs> <laughs> Books of the week: The Little Engine That Could by Watty Piper and Loren Long. Watty Piper, everyone loves the little engine that could. That classic tale of the determined little engine that, despite its small stature, triumphantly pulls a train full of toys to the waiting children on the other side of a mountain. Now abridged and shrunk for the littlest of hands, the little engine that could is re- is ready for the youngest readers to hop on board. I think I can. I think I can. I think. I think I can. What you were doing there? Thomas does this though, doesn't he? What he Thomas thinks he can. Well, Thomas is. Yeah. So what you're saying is Watty Piper and Lauren Long have ripped off Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's only one Thomas. <laughs> one Thomas. <laughs> oh, mate. The uh, those links to those books are in the podcast description, so you can you can go and check them out for yourself. Big world, big world adventure. What do you think of the new Thomas? I haven't watched it, mate. What, Big World, Big Adventure, Thomas and Friends? Nope. Oh, it's good. Is it? It's a really good theme tune, yeah. Yeah. Great. They're, we've lost two engines, though. You know that, don't you? You have. No, no. In Thomas, two Who? engines have got... Who? Two engines are currently rusting away. Who? Not at, Trevor. Um, Tim the Sheds. Who? Trevor. Trevor? <laughs> He's just naming random... No, Trevor's... Oh, Trevor's the tractor. The um, the um, bulldozer tractor. Yeah, he Isn't he? He's red. Yeah, his, his part in the actual... Not Gordon. No, it's not. Gordon's still there. I think Henry's got the... Henry's oh, bit in the bullet. That was my brother's name. And I think... Has Percy gone? Both the green ones. They're both green, aren't they? Percy. It might not be Percy. It can't be Percy. Oh, no, it could be... Oh, no, is it Henry? Did I you, say Henry? You just said... <laughs> Henry, oh, wait there. Are you tired, mate? I am. Thomas trains. Henry's definitely, Henry's gone. Henry's it. a goner. He's gone. Henry is a goner. Um, right, just to end with, yeah. I'll leave you with a comment from Dad's Net. Okay. Okay, we're going to try and do a little comment of the week. Mm. Okay, the best comment that we've come across that week. Okay, so it's a guy called Jeff, and he posts saying, so, just got caught having sex about half an hour ago by my six-year-old. Ah. Uh. <laughs> okay, fine. Like, we've all been there? No. No? Never been caught. No. Really? No. Oh. And what about for people that don't have kids? <laughs> They've definitely not been there that I know of. Well, interestingly, he says it, was, it happened half an hour ago from when he posted. He posted at 10 a.m. 
Wow! <laughs> I was like, wow, so 9, 9.36 in the morning. 9.36? <laughs> 36 36 or 36? 9.30 sex. 9 th- sex at 9.30. Yeah. I was like, no wonder you got caught. That's that's good going, though. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had my morning movement by that time, <laughs> let alone that sort of movement. You know what I mean? They say a good poo is better than bad sex. Well, I, yeah. yeah. Well, fair play. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Don't forget, subscribe. Make sure you download as well. Uh, you, uh, rate as well. Don't forget to rate the podcast. The Don't Tell Your Mum podcast yeah. because we've got our, our reviews are brilliant. They're hilarious. I'm surprised, actually, to be honest. Very surprised. <laughs> um, make sure you download Global Player. Like we said before, subscribe, download, and uh, until the next one, goodbye. 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 <laughs>